fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hey, fashion besties. How's it going? I hope you had a fabulous fashionable week. This is your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly, you need to know. I hope that you've been keeping up with what we've been doing this summer. We've had a lot of amazing things. Last week, we had the winner of the Syracuse University Fashion Without Limits contest winner, Nina Chen. We had her last week. We had Zaheer, who is with One Stop Plus. So make sure you follow them, engage with them, and make sure you're reading our show notes because I have been nominated for a podcast award. All the details will be in the show notes on how to vote for me. It is a three-step process. I know it is a pain, but you're going to do that for me because you love me. That's what's going to happen. So today we have got the biggest, baddest, best supermodel ever, the supermodel of supermodels. Welcome Emmy back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today, Emmy. Holly, that is the, I, I have to record this or have it on replay every single morning when I wake up. It needs to be a mantra. Yes, exactly. Very, very lovely. But more importantly, I want to tell everybody, vote, get your vote in for Holly. (gasps) Thank you. That is so sweet. That is I need to go check that out so I can vote as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a podcast broad category in the arts category because you know fashion doesn't really fit in anywhere. So we had to create our own category. So yeah, so I'm up for that award. So that's fantastic. That's going to be excited. I'm already working on my acceptance speech. Oh, the great. universe. No, I'm kidding. Yes. There is no, no acceptance speech. Oh, well, you could do an acceptance speech. I think that's kind of fun. I love that you put the positivity yeah, out there. I can do it in front of the mirror. And you know what? It was an honor just to nominate myself. So there you go. So. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Emmy, what have you been doing? What's been going on? What have you been wearing this summer? Tell us where you've been. You've been on vacay. What's in your beach bag? Wow. I I am so excited to tell you. I have a um a a beautiful reed beach bag that I just got for my birthday that has a circular handle and I cannot let that go. But I want to say what you just did, what you just announced at the very beginning of the show, I want to thank you so, so much for shedding light on Nina Chen and also One Stop Plus. That was great. So we could talk a little bit later about that, but thank you. Kudos to you. Um, you know, I, I know that, um, everybody listening, uh, has heard the show. So I'm, I'm really excited that, um, they're doing well with fashion without limits and Hey, everybody deserves to be in fashion and not the, just the exclusive few. So thank you for shedding light on that, Holly. I appreciate that. Of course. 
Okay, so let's get back to what's in the in my um my beach bag. So where you went? Where did you go? First of all, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so it was work, and uh, it was work, and I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Um, I went down to Rancho La Porta in Tecate, Mexico, for the first time, and I I just have to tell you, it's life changing. I didn't expect to feel so relaxed when I walked off the the van to get onto property. The flora and fauna were just beautiful. The food was so clean mm -hmm. that I think I just had a major kickstart in that area. And the aqua fitness, because I love treading in water, love it so much, I can hardly stand it. Um, and I wait for all the pools to open in the late spring. And, and I cry when they close first week of October <laughs> <laughs> for, for those that stay open that late. But no, I, it's... um. I am working with Tara Spa Therapy, and she is an essential oil with like hundreds of SKUs and in destination spas around the world for their spas, for their treatment rooms, for the guests in their rooms. And so uh, Tara is growing very, very quickly, and she's a very dear friend of mine. And I said, listen, let me help rep with you. And I could get out there. So I've been training. I'm like, the little baby bird learning about what Tara does. And so very hard job to go to Rancho La Porta. <laughs> um, she is, uh, she really does a great job there in developing their own brand. And um, it was just wonderful. Good people, lovely, lovely experience. So the sun, you had mentioned that I look like I have some sun. The sun is intense. Very yeah. And I, I lather myself from head to toe and I have a very big re, um, brim hat that I wear, long sleeves. And that little son likes to creep in and, and check things out. But, you know, I'm glad that I didn't get burned because I have done laps where I thought I got most of my back and then, you know, it's not fun with that. But so everybody that's going out and enjoying their vacations, lather up, get your SPF on. And I'm looking for a great, clean brand that has SPF in their base. So that's something that I'm on the lookout for because I think that really having it on all the time, SPF all the time. Do you have a brand that you use that's clean for with SPF? I love tinted moisturizer. Yeah, my friend sells some stuff and what I might I have different brands and I'm using Rodan and Fields at this moment. The only reason why is because I make a conscious choice to switch every time I'm out. So I don't stick with one brand because I like to see what, if I see a difference in the brands. I've had $300 moisturizer. I've had $20 moisturizer. So is I'm, it tinted and, and is it clean? That's the big question. I, I, I Probably be... not, <laughs> to oh. be honest with you. Probably <laughs> not. Okay. But I do like to try different brands. I have a, a brand in my, I don't know what it is called, Ultra something, but I got it at the drugstore and it's in their higher price section. And I really like it because it's, it does have a little tint to it, but it does have a very strong SPF. So I don't have to think about doing, doing it twice. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 One stop. You, you want to get it done. No fuss, no yeah. nothing, especially with your makeup and your skincare. That's good. So your summer wardrobe, are you shopping? Are you 
re-wearing some things that you have? What are yeah. some of your go-tos that you've been wearing this summer? Do you wear shorts? Do you wear dresses? Sure. That's a great, great question. I am doing a bit of um, reuse, upcycle in my wardrobe. I love having linens. Linen is mm. like my, my go-to. And I also like smocking. So I like a smock top with spaghetti straps and a cute little, you know, with slips, slippy, you know, kicky heels or kitten heels or flip-flops that are really Mm -hmm. kind of jazzy and fun. Smocking, you don't always have to wear a bra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I like that. But with linen, you can dress that up and you can dress that down. I also have these beautiful Bacall tunics that have the embroidered white cords and gold cords. So it looks very Moroccan. And there was a Moroccan theme for Bacall this this uh, this summer. And I got in on it. I love tunics. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia. So that was like a little call to the Middle East and, you know, having, uh, I-, I wore this this beautiful white, deep a uh, tunic dress with a high slit and everybody was like wow where did you get that and it's so simple but it's so chic mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. so that's that's my um my go to whether it's um and then let's see i'm wearing my white uh not your daughter's jeans and uh ydj um skinny love them skinny jeans and I also love wearing my gladiator sandals and, and getting my pedicure. I, you know, I was doing a ton of hiking. I know this is so funny that we go back and forth with really into fashion and then also into fitness. I was hiking and hiking and hiking and my, my one toenail fell off and I go, what oh, do I do? No. <laughs> because I, it was bumping and I have yeah. a beautiful hiking boots and I go, what do you do being fashionable? You just <laughs> go with it keep your shoulders back. And I'm like sitting at the pool going, Oh boy, but you can't be self-conscious. You just got to roll with it. And if you're being, if you're getting out and getting fit and, and that happens, just don't worry about it. Good for you for being, being so active, especially in this heat, it's hard to work out outside in this heat, but I wanted to up early. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to bring up a good point. Two weeks ago, I gave the best t-shirt, flip-flop, and linen pant picks. So I did that, and I love that you're wearing linen. And I recommended, tell me if you agree, I recommended a linen blend instead of just plain linen because it has less wrinklage. Do you right. agree, and what do you think? I do agree. It's the breathability. As long as the linen is really without too much rayon or too much silk or whatever the blend is, or cotton, uh, other parts of the, mm-hmm. the cotton family, I know it really, I came home on the plane with this yoked white sleeveless tunic with little pockets, um, linen top. And I ironed it the night before and boy, oh boy, you look like a bit of a crumpled mess by the end of the flight. Do I forgo the pure linen? If you're going to a very, very hot climate, mm-hmm. I would go all linen and just be like, this is what it is. And yeah. I love bright lit. I like the creams and I like the whites, but I also have a beautiful lime and I have a salmon dress that I just love. You got to figure how comfortable do you want to be and then look fabulous. So what blends do you have in your linens right now with the blend? So Banana Republic has pure linen, linen as well as blended. So I love mm-hmm. what they do with their linens. And I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking about the other day, I have been sleeping on Banana Republic. Their styling, their e-commerce styling is really 
really hitting me hard. And I've been recommending it for a lot of different people because especially in their linen pants, they have taken it. It's a little bit more dressy. Anyway, so I agree with you 100%. Men's inspired pant with a bit of a palazzo or a kick from the knee down. I just, I think the playing around with not just the typical men's wear where it's a thick, you know, but a nice zip up and it it feels good. It feels loungy. It very has, you know, that Casablanca kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Ease and grace. Love it. Yes. Yes. Now, are you wearing a one-piece bathing suit? Do you have both? Do you have a tankini? What is your favorite style of bathing suit to wear? So I'm pretty active in the water, and it's uh, it's impossible for me not to swim around like a fish. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I need to have the bathing suit stay on my body. I do love bikinis to for the for a bit of the sun and to really feel that all over my body. I just enjoy that. However, Nautica, I've been working, um, I've been in their suits uh, and Cole. I've been a big fan of Ann Cole because she bridges the gap between coverage and also sophistication and uh, beautiful tailoring in suits. Um, you know, we we're talking about One Stop Plus. They have a sister brand called Swimsuits for All, I believe. Love them. Yeah. And they have a, a very, for this is great for the, the listeners. They have a very large uh, variety of whatever it is that you're looking for. I don't work with them, but I've seen their site and I think it's a great resource for a lot of women. But yes, I like having a square neckline mm-hmm. that goes down low enough that really gives a very nice decote highlight. Mm-hmm. I do not like having the scoop too high in the back. Mm. I love the scoop to come down to really give you that you're wearing a bathing suit. I like having a little sexiness with the bathing suit. And I don't mind, you know, there was this one bathing suit that I had from years and years ago when I was doing um, pantyhose. I had a pantyhose line, (laughs) hosiery line. I, I loved it. And it did actually very, very well in the department stores. When I went to the mill and they were up in Canada, they go, hey, Em, we'd like to show you a new idea concept that we're having and it's a bathing suit. And because hosiery is done on a big, thick tube, they had lasered in these really beautiful um, side panels. Everything was all seamless and it was a halter top. My daughter and I fight over this suit because it is slam dunk gorgeous. It's a one piece, but it has so much going on. And it's also, it, I don't know how they did this, but I keep on thinking one day when I get into suits, I can't wait to be able to have seamless, lasered, beautiful suits because it just, it highlights your curves. It highlights your body in such a way that it's a head turner. And there's all these panels in the back and, you know, people always stop me when I wear that suit. Love, love seamless bathing suits. Well, I would love to try that. That sounds like right <laughs> up the street. Yeah. I love swimsuits for all. I've been talking about them. I have been promoting them. And I do want to say I do have an interview with them on the books coming up. Hooray! So I'm very Hooray. excited to meet with the people from Swimsuits for All. And we're going to go to their headquarters and take some video. So that's Good. on the books. I'm excited about that. Speaking of Swimsuits for All, you were kind enough to 
I don't even want to say you, I want you to tell your story about fashion without limits and how you connected Zaheer from One Stop Plus and your school, Syracuse, and their senior, pro- I don't think it's their senior project, but it's a junior project. Yeah. Junior project. Give us the yeah. highlights about that. And we did interview Nina last week. So our listeners are familiar, but give us the highlights from your point of view and your what you wanted to achieve. So for so long ago, back in 2012, 2013, I threw up my hands and I said, you know, I'd just gotten over cancer and I, you know, was feeling better. My hair was starting to grow out. And I thought, okay, when you're faced with going through cancer treatment and really, I thank goodness, I had the kind of cancer that you can come back from. It could come back, but it, you can get out of it. It's not like a a, a real, um, one of the really worst ones. It's actually one of the best ones that you could have, but it really stopped me. And I said, well, this time with meaning, how can I make a, an impact as a legacy project? What needs to be done? And why the heck aren't women above a size 12? This is back in 2010 to 2011. Well, this is forever, but <laughs> but this is when I started thinking about inclusive representation within schools for fashion. Why are there only size zero, size two, size four, size six sometimes forms for the students to work off of when we have 100 million women in the US as well as in Canada? that are size 14 and above. And I know in department stores that when I go shopping, I'm a 16. That's an XL, right? Those are sold first. You cannot find them anywhere. And I thought, my goodness, if I'm one of the top in the business in this curvy industry, and I'm having a hard time finding clothing, like, really? This is impacting people going to weddings, people getting into jobs, people living their lives, people going on dates, above a size 14, all over. And I thought, this has got to change. We've got to go to the root and start educating above, not above all, do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath. But Beacon, knowledge is power. We got to go back into the educational system and we need to be able to say, okay, would you like to teach an inclusive fashion education? And, and the, the university, Jeffrey Mayer, Professor Jeffrey Mayer and Todd Con- Conover at Syracuse University both said, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I can't believe that we didn't think about this now uh, before. So we started talking about it in 2013 and we really started formulating, well, let's, no one has done this before. Let's just jump in and see. And I, I don't sew. <laughs> I don't sew. But the concept was so profound for all of us. I just said, let's just try. When we announced it in 2014, if there were rotten tomatoes and onions and bad fruit and being, you know, if the students and the parents could be throwing something at me, we got feedback at first, you know, we can't believe that we're sending our children to a fashion program and you're teaching them to make clothes for fat people. That was a couple. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is that you just don't let that worry you when you really understand what's going on in to be first in or to make change happen. You got to take whatever heat's coming because change, a lot of people don't want to change. It's what we're used to. So the two professors, and I have, I give them so such kudos because they're like, "Uh uh-uh, we're going forward with this. And I said, well, I'm going to bring the press. 
and WWD and Business Insider multiple times and Seventeen Magazine, MTV. It was everywhere. And then we highlighted the winner that year and then the next year and the next year. And then tides turned. Everybody was like, and then the program really started getting loaded. So that's a little bit of the history of Fashion Without Limits. And today we're in our eighth year. And Nina Chen, rising senior, won the Fashion Without Limits Award, this beautiful corning glass goddess. <laughs> and she also, we also had the sponsor of One Stop Plus and they, um, the marketplace. And Zahir uh, was one of the judges and he led such a, a great, um, a great time. The students felt so supported and lifted. And even those that were in the runner-ups and those that didn't win, Everybody felt like they gained something because the notes that he gave were really, really incredible. Now, Nina also has this internship, which is so rare to take a winning dress or a winning garment as a junior in college and see it go through production in hand with One Step Plus and then be able to see it go on sale. Now she's going to be making a percentage of the sales and she's getting this internship and I cannot wait to hear how it all works out for her. But creating opportunities for young people to continue moving in a direction in fashion, especially inclusive fashion, is so important because that's how we're going to impact the whole design community going forward. Emmy, why can't you get this in other fashion programs? Good question, Holly. I believe, well, John Bartlett is totally in in his own uh, realm and he's teaching and he's doing um, the work that he's doing there. And I'm so appreciative that John Bartlett is really embracing the inclusive fashion idea and concept and teaching that. He's a wonderful designer and he um, he's really, in the last few years, he's been really talking out uh, about how important this is, not only for the self-esteem and the, it's really a moral issue. Let's get these clothes out. The bottom line, truly, fashion has always been seen as an exclusive privilege to get into. And there's a myth behind the fact that Women who are larger don't have the income to purchase beautiful fashion items. That's really not the truth. So when the data comes back and supports the inclusive concept, we're going to see more fashion schools have inclusive fashion being taught there. We, we get requests from students that are having protests that they don't have fuller figured forms. Students are protesting. Wow. Teachers are reaching out to me on fashionwithoutlimits.org. Yeah, excuse me, fa- True Beauty, <laughs> the True Beauty Foundation.org and Fashion Without Limits is a program underneath that. Teachers, groups of people are saying, could you please just let us know how we can influence our administration to bring this in? So old concepts keep people stuck. So if they can see that they'll be servicing their designers and helping the nation and the world with having a a better situation in fashion, fashion without limits can really help. Or variations of that program. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? We just want, and there's certain teachers um, that are so passionate about fashion that they're doing it on their own and investing their money to get the inclusive um, forms. And so I, hands, you know, applause to them 
where there isn't the support from the administration to have an inclusive budget. It has to change. And I do believe we're at the precipice that the students going into fashion school, into fashion programs are asking, well, where, how do I learn how to make clothes that either fit me or fit my family? They're using their voice and we can rely on our beautiful next generations coming in to not be passive. They're very forward in their, in their desires. So I'm very, very happy that they're pushing the change into place. I am so thrilled to hear the story and it gives me so, like, I feel in my heart and in my soul, you have totally ignited what we at the Fashion Crimes Podcast do here. It's fashion for real people, everyday people that are picking up their kids and they can't do this because their dress is pulling or the armholes too tight or their boobs aren't, don't really fit that well. So they're uncomfortable or their dress is too short or they're sizing two sizes up because they don't have the time to go shop for the right jeans or whatever their story is. It is people like you and people like One Stop Plus and other plus size companies out there. Believe me, I've, we've interviewed uh, Shauna Goldstone from Parapasu. Um, yes. We've interviewed a couple of other Love people. Her. It's important if you want to be in fashion, whether you want to sell it, talk about it, make it or support it in any way. It's not just one type of person, whatever that means for you. And so that is so important that you're teaching that and people are getting it. And it might be one school here. It's going to be more schools later. Just And I yes. said to I say to my plus size clients all the time, this is the best time in the world <laughs> in the history of humanity to be plus size. Can you be, imagine being plus size in the 50s? You would be chastised your whole life for not looking or having a waist like this or cleaning the house and heels. I mean, it's just a different time. And yes. there is no pressure to be one certain thing. Be whatever the hell you want to be. You want to be whatever size. There is clothes to support you in your lifestyle. And that's what I think the overall message is. It's okay if you don't fit in a certain bubble because not many people are fitting into a bubble at this moment. So let's take that ball and run with it, whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There are people that still diet to get into a dress. I mean, there's still people like that out there and people that want to be a certain size on their journey. But if you're not, and if you are size 12, which let's keep it real, most people are, okay, that and above, well, 100 million women, yes. 100 million women are a 14 and above. And if they're not being serviced, let's just talk business. That's the moral situation is really an issue. The business part, when people are wondering, where's the, where are the jobs? How do we make money? How do we help, you know, a global economy? We look into grading correctly, look into extended sizes and make beautiful clothes, beautiful basics, beautiful, ready to wear, better bridge designer, you'll be able to do really well. And some designers just do not want to have their line go beyond a 12. Some designers are now going to an 18. I've been begging and begging. I mean, it's been 30 years of begging designers to do this because when I would wear, um, when I do wear red carpet gowns or whatever the outfit would be, I have to ask, 
is this only made for me? Is this a one of a kind? Because that I had to stop because women would say, where do I get that? Mm-hmm. And even though that would make me look fabulous, my job, I feel, is to reflect what is available, what's around, what what could look good on you as well. And so if the designer or the group does not have up to an 18, at least, at least I can't wear that line. And then if they go up and beyond, that's fabulous as well. It's mind boggling to me. I know everybody's not going to do it, but people that just don't. And it's hard because especially if you're hard to fit, if you're like me, you're one size up top, one size on the bottom. So I'm constantly getting my clothes altered because clothes and fashion are important to me. I want my clothes to fit. And we always teach fit first. You buy fit before price, fit before color. I call it shopping forward, shopping backward. You're like, oh, this is, I love this color. Well, that's, then you're shopping backwards. You have to shop for fit, especially if you are harder to fit. I'm not talking to people who can buy a straight size and it's no big deal and they look great and everything. This is not, does not apply to you. But if you're different sizes like I am, then you have to try that much harder. And a lot of people just don't do it because it's too hard. Or there's a, a feeling that if I'm a 16, am I going to buy an 18 and bring it in where I need it? And I always say, please do that. We have to do that with wedding dresses. We have to do that with swimsuits. You must try on the swimsuit because swimsuits do go once generally, do go one size below. Um, it might have gotten better, uh, but I my experience, it's you just got to not look at that label, especially when you go into higher end lines especially Italian lines or French lines. Oh, please. You have to have to go up a size or two and then bring it to your tailor. Um, because forget the, I think it's the self-esteem and judging ourselves on the size of our, our dress garments. Uh, uh-uh. if you're going to spend the money, go to the larger size. And I don't care if you're size four, six, eight, 10, 12, 16, 18, 22 and above, buy the larger size. If you're spending the money, go the larger size and then make it your own. That's what the best part of fashion is. It's almost like a template, right? You use it as a template. And then because my shoulders are very broad from swimming and being an athlete. And generally I'm a 16 top and bottom. I don't like anything pulling and I'm looking for a beautiful white top, like a crisp, beautiful button down uh, white crisp shirt, like a Carolina Herrera white shirt. They can flip the collar without the pull here. I'm only a double D. That's not big. No, I I hear you. I hear you. It's just, you know, I always say fashion is smoke and mirrors. It is smoke and mirrors. Mold it, get it to fit you and cut the size tag out because once you cut it out, you're never going to remember. Believe me, you're going to, you're never going to remember. So who cares? Nobody's, there's no size police that's checking the waistband of your pants. Like, you know, just calm down. It's okay. If if you're slamming, you're looking good. It doesn't matter what, yeah. yeah. What advice can you give to people? So you have a daughter. What advice can you give to people that are having a very hard time if their children are in plus size, whether high school, college, start post-college? How can parents help their kids come more comfortable and, and learn how to shop for fit? Can you speak to that? Can you give us some advice on how to coach your kids about fashion and, and being comfortable with the size that they are? 
Sure. It's trying not to fit into what their friends are getting into, especially if the sizes are so limited. And you see a lot of younger people squeezing into t-shirts and shorts and and jeans. When they go shopping with their friends, they don't want to go, this is about size again too. They don't want to be seen pulling that 16 or the 18 or the 20 or where their friends are shopping, because that's the clan group mm-hmm. thing that you do. They can't find mm-hmm. the clothing. So if they could say, hey, I want to stop a Torrid and I want to just, you know, check out what's going on there, because I think Torrid and there's not too many other groups that have that younger aesthetic mm-hmm. with the proper fit, with the the balance of, you know, if you have a larger tummy, if you have a, a tushy, if you have a larger breast, they've got that covered. I, I love them because um, they really do help. But that's one store. If the other stores could really extend their sizes to 18 or 20 for the younger gen, um, and I do believe that there's mass retailers that go up to a 3X. But mm-hmm. once again, it, the grade is not altogether great. It's You do have to try and everything. And for the, I guess, parents say, listen, it doesn't matter. Just what we were just talking about. It doesn't matter about the size on the back of the label. If it looks good on you, let it fit. You do not have to squeeze yourself into what your friends are wearing. But my goodness, Holly, right? Girls especially want to fit in and wear what their other friends are wearing. So if They all wear any, the same thing. They all wear yes, the same thing. Yes. And if they can't find what is cool and hip and fashionable in their size, they're going to do their darndest to try and squeeze into what's available somewhat in there that can be close to their size, but it's not. So when they sit down, they don't feel comfortable. They might look like they're a part of what's happening, but if parents can just yeah, I think it's really much deeper than just fashion. It is. It Rela- is. You know, go deeper into what a quality individual and kind and gentle and what, all that wonderful, um, true character building so that when the their child goes out into um, the shopping experience, they can discern that is not going to look so great on me because it's too tight or it might be too big. You don't need to hide. So if they're trying to hide in their clothes, that's another thing that the the parents could just keep that as a, hmm, I wonder what's going on and have meaningful conversations, maybe not calling them out that they look like they're hiding in their clothes and say, you know, let's let's just spend some time together and, and talk about what's interesting for them just so that they can open up. Um, is there a fear around their body? Is there what's happening with bullying? Because that is also an issue for kids with fashion that they'll start hiding if there's a lot of stuff going on in school or with an individual or something deeper than that. Giving your child the opportunity to use their voice and to also know that they don't have to be like their friends. They are uniquely who they are mm-hmm. and that there's clothing if they can find it in their area. Torrid, Torrid is, is a good resource. I do believe that they have petites as well. So that can help. I don't work with them, but I love, I know all these different brands, but I would definitely go down that road and and have a stop, have a look-see. It's not so easy and it's not so cut and dry. And I know that, but I have people that are in their early 20s, their late 20s, post-college that I have been helping. And it's all about keep it moving. It doesn't fit, keep it moving. There is indirect pressure 
because nobody's going to say anything, but you all know when you're hanging out, everybody's wearing dresses up to here, you know, and you can't do that. So again, well, there are girls that do that and they, they proudly will wear the mini skirts, like ultra mini, because that's their body. And there's something that happened in the news with Kiki Palmer wearing did you are you aware that you know that that she was wearing this sheer very very fashionable outfit um at a usher concert and there was all this backlash about what she was wearing as a mother and it's like listen women can wear what they want to wear if that's what she wanted to wear do not body shame her yeah no you know do not body shame her so kids when they see their compadres wearing these really really mini skirts i would say as a mom, and I have been vocal with my daughter who didn't wear those very, very high mini skirts, but I always say, when you walk out of my house, you are the protector of yourself. And even though, even though it's your right to wear whatever it is that you want to wear, you have to understand not everyone is the same as we are in our ho- household, mm-hmm. respectful, honoring you absolutely about to protect you if someone is not being so um, honorable with you and your body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're in a very interesting time where there's such liberation and also such violence. So we have to really motivate our kids to, to come to us when they have questions. And also when they walk out of the door, when they look at themselves in the mirror, do they feel wholesome, like not in a Pollyanna way, but do they feel whole? Do they feel like they're trying to be something? Are they trying to fit in with something? Do they feel secure in how they they look? So those are more of the emotional sides to fashion um, and also trying to fit in. And uh, listen, fashion trends come and go. Not all fashion trends are supposed to look good on our bodies. Really, I I learned that early on, and I thought there was something wrong with me. And I go, no, wait a minute. This style, this umpire style, just does not do anything for me because I ha- I have a um, like an athletic body type, and it throws off my balance completely. Mm-hmm. So when I wear clothes that that have more shape to them, it's better for me. I reflect who I am best. So. I have to walk away from some of the very, very flowy, big, I think they're so fabulous when I see them in concept. And I'm sure you see them down in Cabo, but sometimes that just does not work for me. So I have to say thank you, but no thanks. Yeah. I saw a woman on the street yesterday. I stopped her. I said, you look so fabulous. And she was like, oh my God, she had on, it looked like a bed sheet, but she looks so good in it. And it was so chic and flowy. And I was like, I would look like I was drowning in my bedspread if I wore that dress. Right. But it was gorgeous on her. Anyway, Emmy, you have to been the point. So, you have been so kind. I have gone so far. I've gone over double what I said we we're going to talk about. <laughs> I could talk to you forever. Leave us with one fashion mantra, truth, something that you live by that you yep. can, but stuck on your mirror that you can share with our besties. Be true, be you. There's only one you, genuine you. When you step up in your life as the genuine you that you are, you're the best that you can be. That's when everything aligns. That's when all the manifestations take place, when you're trying to be something else. 
you kind of go into a different a different place of learning. And sometimes when you're not connected to who you are or being yourself, um, you have to go through a bit of the hills and valleys to finally realize that there is only the most beautiful you. Um, and you're here to shed and shine that light. So if you take out your grease pens and on your mirrors, you write these wonderful, powerful messages for yourself. Like I have this or something better. Am I honoring what I wanted to achieve this week? Those are my motivational things. Today is the best day yet. Where are you resonating is one of the questions that I have. And also be true, be you. It takes some time to get there, but if you can just focus there, allow yourself to be unique and maybe not a part of the fray. And that is where your unique special sauce is. I mean, mic drop on Emmy. That is fantastic. Tell us how we can find you and how we can connect with you. Thank you, Holly. So for the foundation work, I would love folks to check out truebeautyfoundation.org. So that's all the stuff that we're working on, inclusive of the Fashion Without Limits program that we were just speaking of. And for my celebrity work and the other work that I do, emmystyle.com. And on Instagram, the official Emmy, the official E-M-M-E. Thank you, Holly. Thank you so much for coming back. This conversation is not over. Okay. We got, no. we, got we, we are not done. We got a lot more to talk about. I got I gotta know a lot more stuff. We gotta figure out the next project, how you're gonna conquer the world and how everyone in <laughs> plus size clothing is gonna like be rocking it. And it's all because of you, Emmy, who was the first plus size supermodel in the 90s and has many, many people following in her footsteps as she has trailblazed the plus size world and really connected people. And that's really what you're best at is connecting people. So thank you so much for thinking of us here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast, introducing us to everyone at One Stop Plus. We had a great time interviewing them. Will you come back? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is an ongoing conversation. I can't ongoing. wait. Yes. Teamwork. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Please sign up for our email newsletter where you get all this free fashion content delivered straight to your inbox every single week. I am Holly, your favorite personal stylist and always the only Holly you need to know. Y'all have a fabulous fashionable week. Bye.